When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Good morning, Austin, Texas. Welcome to B&E. I'm Mucky Godbolt, and E. Hogan is taking a couple days, well-deserved days off, and uh, he needs to. He's got a 21-year-old daughter now, so now he is uh, going to chaperone her and a couple of her friends as they go to Nashville. And Ty, he's not letting them loose by themselves in Nashville. I see that. Now you know that. Yeah, I, I know that for he couldn't sure. couldn't do that. No, he couldn't do that whatsoever, but uh, good for him. He needs a couple days off, and... Uh, I am joined by Monty Williams, of course. Monty, thank you so very much again. Oh, it's my so pleasure. Always, always good to join you. And I am, um, I, for folks out there, I'm a little what you call under the weather. I'm not sick, sick. I'm just not feeling very well today. I've had a, I've had a rough night. I had no night whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I didn't sleep last night. But uh, the show must go on. The show that people must go on live, local, digital, on of course the the Horn app and it. Uh, hornfm.com, as a matter of fact, and you can get us because this is Buck-Ons and Buck-Offs on this Thursday, of course, powered by the Austin Gamblers, the professional bull riding team. Ty, get those in, Buck-Ons yeah, buck, and Buck-Offs, please. Tweet us, uh, email us. You can email me at um, tyhendo1999 at gmail. If you got any videos you want to send in, we'll we'll try to play them by the end of the show if, if y'all get them in this week. Last week, not so much. Yeah, let's go. Let's get those in because there's some good stuff you can you can win. Uh, by doing just that, you know, we we hear your your buck ons and we catch it on the specs text line, of course, and we love doing that. But we love to we love to see them written down, and we do appreciate those too. And good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much. It is now. Uh, yesterday, Monty was hot. It wasn't just warm. It was hot yesterday, and it's uh, the temperatures today will be okay. But after today, they will start to rise almost to 100, about a, between 107 and 110 next Tuesday. No good for June. That, that doesn't that doesn't bode well for July and August. No, it doesn't, does it? Things don't things won't turn whatsoever. How, how do I how do I keep my yard from turning into complete dust during these uh, very? If you don't hot have times, a sprinkler system, I do not. It's going to turn into dust. 
Yeah. You know, over, just the, over the period of about 10, 15 years, we lost all our shade trees. One blew down in a storm. One got some sort of disease and died. Yeah, and Ty's missing one of his trees, too. One, yeah. I, during a terrible storm this year, the uh, probably a three-foot-wide oak tree in my backyard just cracked from the base and fell in my house. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no shade cover in the back either now. Yeah, no, no, and that's and then it will go to dust. Your only your only option is you know zero scape and get one of those sand based front yards. Yeah, I've got a quarter of my yard that is zero scaped. I, I decided to to get that done. I mean, I put down eighteen pallets of grass a couple of years ago, St. Augustine, and it looks it's fantastic for the hill country for how thin you know. I put probably um, a little over an inch of. Soil underneath that, and before I put that St. Augustine in, of course, I had a system in there, and it looks wonderful right now. St. August in there, it's caught in there, but there's some space, some spots where it didn't catch, and those aren't coming back. I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's never, that, that's never going to be done unless you dig it up and put St. Augustine and do it all over again. And now's not the time. I mean, I, I got to believe it's too hot. No, to you can't do it now, I don't think. Yeah. And, you know, our front yard is probably the, the, the number one kind of grass. We have grass burrs. That's how that's how far gone our front is lawn is. Yeah, we got to cut them down, or else you know you get they get stuck in your shoes. You track them in, then you step on one of those at two in the morning, and it lights you up. Oh boy, yeah. And now I got this new. I can't have those because now I got this new puppy who will roll around in the grass. He loves the grass. Oh yeah, what yeah. kind? Another Pyrenees. Ah, another Pyrenees. This is it. This is the finale for me. My other one's eight years old. I had the one that lived to be 15, one lived to be 10. Yeah. This one's eight. He has Addison's disease, so he gets a shot every month, and he takes a pill every day. And this is, after this one, if he lasts for two more years, that'll be two dogs at 10 years. for. And those are big dogs. Yeah. A Pyrenees. And so Pyrenees. If, if they can, if this one can last it out and teach this little one something, that'll be it. I'll, I'll be done with dogs. I'll have just a little indoor yapper, and that's it. Yeah, well, and some cats. We got a uh, border collie. Uh, she's about a year and a half old. My God, just too much. You know, I mean, it's uh, like lots I, of energy. Huh? You know, she has a weary owner, and she doesn't understand that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just plus you get a dog now. In my advancing years, I look at my dog and think, who's gonna who's gonna outlast the other one? Am I getting the dog that will go past my my Those border life? collies? They they live for a while. Yeah, they do, and let me tell you, it is the, the, her name is uh, Magnolia, Maggie, and she is uh, she's smart as hell. I mean, like you know, getting on the computer and getting into your bank account, smart. <laughs> wow! But man, just diva. God bless. She cannot stand not to be the center of attention. Oh yeah, that's like my great Pyrenees. Now you know he's supposed to be protecting you know the property and. Yeah, you know my gardens and stuff. Well, what he does is opens up the gate and tells the deer, "Hey, this one over here, this, you're going to really like this one." I'll open up the gate and then I'll let you. I'll let you back out. You don't have to jump the fence. I'll let you just walk through the gate. That's that's how he's gotten. You know, he's 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 a big dog, but he chases the cars that come up and down the road on the fence line. And so he's worn a spot in that fence line that's like nobody's business. I mean, yeah. it's like a track. You know, speaking of track, congratulations and big buck on to University of Texas uh, women's track and field. Great job by them. And, you know, Ty, we re- you know, I really didn't know about, and we probably should have known more about, that they were holding the Nationals right here. Yeah, no. I, I, I mean, I, I saw it on TV, and I said, wait a minute. Those are the teams from Florida and LSU, and, and they're, wait a minute, that's here. <laughs> wait a minute. That's here. That's right here. <laughs> yeah, I was up here working this weekend, and a few people texted in. They're like, y'all not going to ma- mention that the track national championships are in, in Austin? I was like, is that a replay? Like, I thought, I genuinely thought it, was, and it wasn't right. happening live. I, but, yeah, I mean. Buck off to us for not knowing that beforehand. 
I just, or during. I, there's just not a not lot that came out about it. It, it didn't seem no. Like. Not as, not as much as I mean because that's not that's not like the Texas the Texas realized at the beginning of the year and so they just decided that the national championships were in Austin this year does that rotate I have no idea how that works I don't know I don't know how they did it but boy it made that stadium look good Mark Meyer Stadium and the track and field looked great and the women were absolutely awesome well let's not miss it if the you know I guess swimming was not here. No, you know, hey, we, went, yeah, we can't. We, we can't miss national championships. <laughs> Always that volleyball. I mean, it's been a, it's been a great year for Texas oh, sports and for it's and incredible for David Pierce. I'm gonna have to buck him on too. I mean, I, I thought for what they gave us this year, this was a lot of fun to watch this baseball team as it grew. I mean, it, this was supposed to be that rebuilding year, but you really never rebuild at Texas. You just kind of, you know, you just move players around. You get in the portal. You get a couple others to take other people's places, but. I don't think I was more interested in baseball than, than I have been this year in Texas baseball. Last year was great, home run derby, you know what I mean? It was, it was great to see all that stuff. But this year was, every game, it seemed like a battle. You know, they lose one, win three. Oh, yeah. Lose one, win four. I mean, it just, yeah. they, they, they kind of had you this year, Ty, I thought, which was, it was fun to watch them. It was definitely different last year with the expectations going in, being the you know, number one team right. in preseason and this year being unranked for, you know, a majority of the year um it, it was awesome to see where this team started where they came from uh i big, big expectations going into every year but they definitely teetered this year but by the end of the year it was hey national championship or bust like it should be every year for Texas yeah. baseball no, they're, they're seasonal like a seismograph i mean it was just you know erratically up and down that I don't know that, you know, Texas baseball was a low point when Oklahoma, <laughs> you know, that oh was everybody weekend. had their heads down and everything, and then they came roaring back. And the game, you know, Monday, I mean, coming back from three down twice to 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 lose it like that, you know, that yeah, just such a, that was a heartbreaker. It, it was. really was. It was a heartbreaker for two really good players out in the field. Oh, yeah. They generally make that can of corn catch. But. Well, I'll tell you what, that, what a cannon. I mean, those guys can throw to the plate, throw to third. That throw to third in the seventh inning. That was some big league stuff. Oh, my gosh. That was a beautiful throw. Yeah, I, I'd hoped we'd come in here and be talking about Omaha, talking about game six in the NBA. Nah. No, Timber no. took care of that. That was the, the better team. That was the better team. From the beginning of the playoffs on, and congratulations to that team and and Jokic and 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 their head coach too, who's been there for nine years. I didn't realize Dude was there for has been there for nine years. Michael Malone. Michael Malone, yeah. Post Malone has been there for quite a while, huh? <laughs> He's a good coach, and that, that the same thing happened throughout the playoffs this year that has gone that has happened in the past two regular seasons with Denver, where they're just kind of forgotten, right? Yeah, you know, and usually Jamal Murray is not there. He's hurt at the end of the year. That's been the only difference in this year. So I, I think moving forward, you could see kind of a maybe a dynastic run. You know, give it get a few years in. You e, think so? Why e, they can? E Hogan keeps mentioning the similarities between them and and uh, the San, San Antonio Spurs when they beat the Knicks when they were the eight seed in their first championship and that you know what fifteen year run they had. So we could see. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can only see guys like Michael Porter getting better. I mean, he didn't. His finals was not all that. But he's still such an athletic, big, tall guy. That you need a guy that can rise up and hit a three. Sure. Like, that's, a, that's the number one thing a lot of these teams are missing. Like, I look at my team, the Dallas Mavericks, they don't have a guy that I, I trust at all to, you know, hit that big that big three-pointer, that role player that can do it beyond Luka Doncic or Kyrie Irving. So, I, I think it's a pretty complete team, and they they're, they're they got their uh, – they, they're looking good for the next few years. I would say, I would say so. And, Monty, you and I, you know, we can go – you know, old man radio can go way back to Kareem and Wilt, but 
never seen. I haven't seen a big man that has all the tools like this guy does. I, you mean, know, I mean, every one of the tools. I'm and I'm, more. I'm thinking. Have I maybe hey, in my life have seen one or two better passers like Magic or something? Yeah. I've never seen a big man pass like no. that. And Duncan was a really good passer. Yes, he you was. know, there have been a lot of big men who can throw who can throw the nice no-look pass mm-hmm. and have a sense of where they are down in the paint. But, man, that guy. It doesn't look like that with him, you know, 7 foot, 285 pounds, kind of lumpy, you know. Yeah. That, at least those other guys that have been great passers, they have, like, a sense of some athleticism. Not not that Jokic doesn't. It's just it doesn't show. Like, you, if you just were turning on the TV and all you saw was the starting lineups of the, the five guys of each team standing there, you wouldn't be like, You think he's a big dude just going to be in the paint, yeah. well, paint, stay in the paint, that's you, it. And, you know, that that that's another, to me, another comparison with Duncan. I never thought Duncan looked particularly athletic. I mean, he kind of looked – a little dorky, and then that ball would just kiss the glass. I oh, mean, yeah, he was smooth, smooth in the was paint. Was unbelievable. It was, it, and and um, I, Jokic is just a, an incredible talent, and he does. He kind of looks doughy, and um, he brings the ball up the court. Though you never saw that from Tim no. Duncan. No, like, you know that's true. That's true. The you same, never did same, see that. The same finesse around the rim. Yes. Yeah, uh, but no, the we, the hand the hand skills with the ball. Uh, I mean, uh, Jokic is just incredible. Well, he's got the shot of Bird. He's got. I mean, he's. Yeah. You know, he's got. I mean, Kareem did a lot of lot of different things. I mean, it was almost automatic when it went got into the yeah. into the post of Kareem. It's it's just the same with this guy because he's going to kill you with the scoring. He's going to kill you, kill you off the ball, and he's going to kill you with just dead up strength. Yep. Yeah, we saw that at the end of game yeah, five, where strange. it was just like, "All right, this is a you know, we're up five points. There's five minutes left. I'm just going to take you all to the rim every single yeah, time. Yeah, I'm going to go to the free throw line, make my free throws, get a let, get layups. And that was they were the the Heat were letting him get that in the game they won and the games they were close. That's true. They were like, "Hey, you go get it, and don't not letting the rest of the team get involved was working. But at the end of the game, you know, it's. He 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 had he showed the ability to close out a, a series and close out a game for sure. Yeah, and as, as we said, give our buck ons and our buck offs. Definitely buck on to David Pierce for what he had to do with this with this team. There are a lot of people that will still doubt him. Why isn't he in Omaha? Why you know why this? Why that? He doesn't yank pictures pictures in time. He waits too long. I, I just think he does a really really good job. I think when you change the the number of guys he's changed on his staff, I, I think you go to the next year. And you're trying to develop really kind of your offense because you were so offensive minded, and they had good pitching last year too. But I, I just thought this team, as a team, and, and and he said it. He said this is a a real live team. We don't depend on this many people in, in that position or that many people. We depend on how we play as a team. And I and I and I like that about this. I liked it about this group. I like that about David Pierce. Well, in baseball, you know, I mean, you, you've almost more than any other sport. Maybe, maybe golf is kind of that way, although it's an individual sport, not a team sport. But you've got to keep emotion out of it. I mean, if you, you know, and we've had this conversation before. You want your locker room in football absolutely to be on fire before the game. Yes. And in baseball, that's no good. <laughs> you want to be. Don't want them too overexcited. You want to be. You? you want to be relaxed and confident, but you don't want to be wired up. Because you will get a lot of mighty swings and ground balls back to the pitcher. A lot of over swings. Yeah, huh? yeah. And um, I just thought, I thought his ability to keep this team in the money, you know, with 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 that kind of wild ride that they had sure. all year. That I I was really surprised they recovered at all from that Oklahoma series. Let alone doing what they did. I you thought know? they were. It was an extremely focused team. Some would say they. You know, some of the games that they lost, they weren't really, really focused. I just think there were occasions where they played teams that were just better than they were. 
You know, oh, yeah. on a given night, somebody's just going to be just better than you are. I don't, I don't think it had a lot to do with focus of, of this of this baseball team. I think you know it, it took them a while to find out who the pitching was, who was going to be the, you know, the Friday Saturday. Well, we knew the Friday starter was going to be Lucas Gordon all yeah. year. Yeah, but the, the Saturday and Sunday, who that was going to be, that thing went deep into the season. As a matter of fact, I mean, LBJ he started the year. I mean, no, nobody even had the thought that he would get drafted, and now it's what it's like. Oh, he's gone. He's a second, third round, fourth round pick. Like that that guy. So so much improvement just this year and from last year. I mean, he, that was just a wild arm. He's always had like a 95, 96 mile per hour fastball, but to to really rein it in this year and become that Saturday starter, that was that was probably the biggest thing for me on, on this team this year. Well, everybody wants to talk about the schedule, obviously, and the SEC schedule came out. It was good to see Paul Feinbaum as much as I don't really enjoy him. But that guy's very knowledgeable about the SEC and about all the teams. I know he, he's at, got a great stick. He, he really, really, he does. really does. I mean, at times it'll he'll, it'll wear on you because he'll be Alabama heavy. Yeah. No matter how good Georgia is, he'll get to be Alabama heavy. But boy, he does know his stuff uh, about the SEC. And I would, I would say for us doing this doing this radio show, we need to start knowing all about not only from the top but down to the bottom. And Vandy, because Texas will be playing Vanderbilt, will be one of the teams that they will play. Thank goodness, Ty. Thank goodness, Vandy got dumped in there. We lucked out compared to Oklahoma's wow. schedule. I think Texas fans should be pretty happy about where, where we're standing in twenty twenty four. I love the fact that Georgia's coming here. Yeah, no, I that's I think fan base wise, it's probably the most similar fan base to Texas fans mm-hmm. that, in the SEC. So I think that would be a good environment here in Austin to have those people come here. I know that everybody wants to play Texas, and I, I'm sure that they don't mind coming here to Austin to play. Well, I, I mean, I, I love Georgia coming here. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, the team I'm glad I don't see in, in 2024 is Tennessee. I don't don't really. Oklahoma, though, they got to play Tennessee. I think yeah. they're playing at Tennessee, too. By the way, Oklahoma has no, it, at it, home. Is, it, that, this whole eight-game you know, conference schedule, it's it's the tough. There's nobody in the nation that has this schedule. The SEC. I mean, Texas wanted to be in this. Oklahoma wanted to be. There's no tougher. There's there's nothing. You can't. There's nothing in the ACC like this. There's nothing. There's there's nothing in the Big Twelve like this. This schedule. These eight teams. And for those that want nine, which they probably will get after 2024. This is just for 2024, correct? Correct. So th- they they made sure to make it a point that you know 2025 this could look completely different this is just a one-year thing um we'll probably be see see a night team schedule in 2025 and after that but they did a good job of you know maintaining all the natural rivalries that that the regular sec teams usually play yeah Yeah. i don't i don't i don't like us not playing i don't like texas not playing lsu yeah i I mean i i i have always kind of liked that when they when they hook up obviously the aggies and lsu played almost every year there for i think in the 90s when, uh, when well, that, that, uh, that's kind of they made the Aggies and LSU. That's kind of their new rivalry. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the SEC. So A and M will be playing LSU at home. A and M, A and M, Arkansas has never caught on for me. You know, they've been playing at the neutral site and everything. I still think it's a snore of a game. One thing that I mean, the biggest thing for me when looking at Texas and OU schedule is that Oklahoma only gets three home games because they're technically the home team against Texas and right. Dallas. That counts as a home game for them. So if I'm uh, they kind of got screwed, you know. They got Tennessee and Alabama at home, South Carolina at home, and then they will visit Auburn, LSU, Ole Miss, and Missouri. I know. Home. Now, E buys into South Carolina. I still don't. I'm still not quite sure if I. Uh, yeah, it's probably, Beamer, I'm, that's probably I'm, an eight win football team again next year. Yeah, I, I, I would believe so. I would, you know, like as I said, Texas, I think got lucky with Mandy. I'm glad Tennessee's not there. And, and as much as I'd love to play 
LSU just like you play Texas A&M because of the recruiting area. I don't want that. Give me Vandy. I, I don't need to play. I, I mean, look at look at Texas as a way. The like the, the hardest road trip you're gonna have to take is Texas A&M, and that's not right. easy. That's gonna be that's gonna be a hell of a weekend, hell of a night. But beyond that, you're going to Arkansas, which will probably be a day game, and we we know how that ended up last time we went yes. out there. But and then Vanderbilt. It just basically you got to be Kansas at Kansas, which you know isn't a give me. But I, I I'm very happy with how the things how the things shaped out last. This night. thing is just shaping up and sizing up for when you know as as the playoffs go on and more teams get in there that you're going to see SEC have four or five teams in there. There are going to be some. They're going to be, you know, nobody's been in there with with two losses. That thing's about to change too. Oh, I didn't when, really. I, the Aggies only got three get three home games too because of the Arkansas game. So that's going to be something to look out for every. So in 2025, Texas will probably have one less home, home game. game because of the Oklahoma deal. Now, but you know, but Ty, you're thinking now we're going to see teams obviously in the playoffs. You know, as that as that expands with two losses and probably in three the losses. SEC with three losses. Yeah, no, definitely. I I mean, a 12 team playoff. I'd expect every year at least four, four to yeah. That's what I'm thinking five too. Teams, maybe even half the field yeah. in some years. You know, and to, to flip it around though, looking at looking at this schedule, looking at this other because because you know Jacksonville they play the world's largest. I know you're not supposed to call it that anymore. Oh, cocktail, the cocktail party, yeah. oh yeah. But that's in Jacksonville every year, just like you know the state fairs, Oklahoma and UT. The the SEC is getting quite, I, in my judgment too. The SEC is getting a really sweet deal to get these two teams in. You couldn't ask for a better rivalry to come into your conference than Texas and OU, and you're getting the renewal then of Texas and Texas A and M. If I'm the SEC now that it's all shaken out the way it has, I'm thrilled. I'm well, just I, absolutely I, well, thrilled. They, to they get understand UT the, in. the expansion of. Uh, like you said, the playoffs, they're yeah. going to have more teams in it, more money for them, more oh, exposure for them. going to be a juggernaut. And I don't, I mean, I. I mean, and they'll I, ultimately, I don't think, be Power Five. I think it'll just be four conferences. I don't know whether they even keep the names. They may, like uh, like hockey keeps some kind of Byzantine names going on in there, but they may have the, the, the Pac-14 or they it may go away and the Big 12, but whatever. I, I don't know whether they keep the name ACC or Big 10 or. SEC, or they just mm-hmm. call it, you know, the College Football American Conference North. You know, who who knows? It's going to be weird. Yeah, it uh, is going to be I weird. Have, I have no idea how it's going to play out. But I don't care these... what they call it. Just give me 12 teams in that playoff. You know, that is going to be So weird. do you think, I mean, the initial thought with the expanding the playoffs was trying to, to help out some of these smaller schools. Like, you know, we've seen Cincinnati <laughs> make the college football playoff in its current format, but like Coastal Carolina and – you know, oh, these others. eight games are going to be way too powerful for them. I mean, if it stays so at you eight, don't, even at twelve, you don't think if one of those teams, like a Boise State, you know, like goes they, goes undefeated or a one loss team, will will they be included? Well, I would think if if an SEC team that only has two losses, a loss to LSU, lost to Oklahoma, and a loss to Alabama over an undefeated Coastal Carolina team, would I, you don't take that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to let you get away with three losses and bring you into that. Two losses, maybe with a schedule like this. I mean, these eight games, I mean, there's nobody in these other leagues that are playing like this. Not to mention that, like, Texas, they're playing Michigan. That's right. That no, first yeah. year at in, 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 in Ann Arbor. Uh, Georgia, they're playing Clemson. And they have to play, you know, Texas. Out, They're playing out. Georgia and Alabama are playing for the first time and or the only the fifth time in 20 years. Is that where UT is opening Colorado State, Michigan, and UTSA? And UL Monroe. <sighs> so, I mean, you got three home games – so that year we'll have 
we'll have seven home games. Which wow. Is nice, but you still got to you got to play Michigan and Georgia at home and Florida at home. It's That's why guys this year is such an important year. I mean, you're talking about the progress that you have to make before you go into this right here. Because as I said, I, I would hate for University of Texas to leave uh, the Big 12 Conference and be the Mississippi State of the SEC going in. And, you know, you're, you're, if you can win eight games, it's a great year for I, I just don't want that to happen. I want the competition. I, I think you need momentum. And this, like, like we said, this is all gas, no excuse year. You got to be in the playoff. You have to be in this Big 12 championship I game. So. I think you so. You have to be in the game. I, I, or else I, your departure from the conference is going to be. You're going to be Mississippi you State. You yeah. will be Mississippi State going in there. Yeah. That's what teams will look at you as. Yeah. That's a good analogy. So I, I'm not saying Mississippi State is a bad team, but they're so middle of the road in the SEC. You know, one year they can be up, but they're not winning 10 games. They're always going to win eight, seven games. You know, maybe you'll be Mississippi. But, dang, I feel bad for Vandy. So when you're at the bottom, man, look at the, look what you have to play every week. Vandy's got Alabama, South Carolina, wow. Tennessee, and Texas at home, and then Auburn, Kentucky, LSU, and Missouri um, for road trips. Stoops still at Kentucky, the winningest coach in Kentucky history. Oh, still yeah. hanging out there. Oh, yeah. Ole Miss has, a, I think, a pretty easy schedule, except Georgia. Yeah, I mean, it's scheduling. We'll, we'll take your thoughts. Hit us on the Specs text line, uh, please. Uh, your thoughts on on what you see of the schedule, what you like, what you don't like about it. I love Georgia coming here. Oh yeah, I want that. I want that. I want. I want that. I mean, they're all going to be rivalries. I mean, the, the, every time you play these teams, they're they're going to be like must win. Can't get beat by this one. Got to win that one. Can't get beat by that one over there. Yeah. Got to win that one. But if, you, if you're Texas, that's why it's so important this year. This thing has to start going in a direction of of power. But to me, the you know the, almost the lead of all this stuff is. Texas and A and M are going to play again. You know, I mean that that uh, to me, I have really missed that game. I have my two son. One one of my sons went to A and M. One of my sons went to UT. It is you know the it's I just love you, that. You game. take him to the game and sit in between them. <laughs> no, you know they. You should do that. I gotta I gotta say that one cares a lot more than the other one. One one's not so big on football. The other one played and I hope it's you know, the UT one. The the UT one was was all district at Anderson. He's Go yeah. Trojans, baby. Yeah. yeah, everybody thinks that I'm just because because I coached here. I, I they can't believe that I don't think Oklahoma is the rivalry. I, Texas A and M is my biggest. That that was I mean as as much as I liked going to the Cotton Bowl and playing against the Sooners and coaching against the Sooners, I love College Station or those those guys to be here in this stadium. It was a different feel. The Cotton Bowl once you you know you go there and you get that first initial. <sighs> buzz on when you go there as a coach. But after that, it becomes a game. It's just up in Dallas. It's it's a rivalry game. But Texas A&M, to me, always seemed like life and death. You know what I mean? Well, there's, you know, the just, it, you just it, couldn't afford to lose. You couldn't afford to lose to them. Yeah, I think I think it, there's a real analogy between Texas and A&M versus Oklahoma and Michigan, Michigan State and yes. Ohio State. Correct. A and M used to say, "Oh, Texas is our biggest rival." No question, Texas is our biggest rival. And Texas would go, "Eh, you know, we kind of like playing Oklahoma too. We're not so sure that A and M is yeah. really the number one rival we have." Same dynamic in Michigan. Michigan State goes, "Oh, Michigan's our biggest game," and Michigan goes, "Well, you know, we have this little game with Ohio." State. Oh yeah, that really matters. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Come back, Monty Williams joining me this morning. It is B and E. It's Buck Offs and Buck Ons on a Thursday.
Welcome back to B&E, show with the people. It's Thursday, Buck Ons, Buck Off, brought to you by the Austin Gamblers Pro Rodeo. Pro, how about this? Pro Bull Riding. I've not seen any of the episodes of the documentary. I the first episode. Did you it's, like it? Yeah, it's really good. I, I'm definitely going to go back to that. Is that Netflix? Out. It's on Prime Video. Prime? I've got to check that out for sure. Then i got to get give me some tickets when they come. I think it's August that they start to. I'll get those dates for We can yeah. get those dates. I went to uh, one bull riding uh, event one time. It's some serious business. Oh. It's really. I mean, it's way. I, I can't imagine. I would be so terrified. Uh, the only reason that, you know, I mean, if dinosaurs existed, I might be more scared. But my God, those animals. Those oh, animals are just mean incredible. son of a guns. And I love the buck on buck off. Hey, but what you talk about a nice marketing match. Perfect. With, yes. Yeah, they did a perfect. great job. JJ Gotch. I mean that, that that was awesome by them to join us and we do appreciate the partnership, no doubt about it. And I appreciate you coming in, uh, Monty, because I don't know what I'd do just without you and Ty today. This would be I am in I'm in flux here, kind of. I I've never had this situation. I don't really want to talk about it. People will be starting to get to breakfast, but I know my my wonderful wife, who's just incredible. You know her, her husband before died of cancer, and she took care of him for months on end. She changed diapers. She watched him lose weight. You know, if you've been around somebody with cancer, you've watched the deterioration of a human being. She could do that. I can't even discuss this. What's going on with me with her? I mean, we we, it's it's incredible. This I'm seriously. This is where I I wish my dear mother was around. I could call my mom and have discussions about what's happening to me and stuff. And we could have, like, honest conversations with no, no – I just, like, Mom, what do I do? What do I need to do? And my mom would just say, okay, here's what you need to do. This is what we do. I can't have that with my wife. I tried that last night with her. And she goes, please, please, please. I'm like, wait a minute. Bucky, you have beautifully set the table about what's wrong with you. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah, no, I, I'm, uh, I'm with you. It's a bad feeling. It's a bad feeling when it happens. And they're uh, and I'm not contagious, y'all. No, I don't. No, no. I don't have the vid again. No, it's, no. It's just something that I'm only had caused you to go to another room. Hey, we we had a conversation on the phone yesterday. I can just I'll just say this: I had the opposite issue happen to me oh. yesterday, just before he he. Had I wish I had the opposite. Really, you can kind of follow my line of thinking here. I wish Monty I would have had the opposite. Confused. It just was. It's just incredible. You know, I I'll just say this: I took that. I did the colonoscopy, which I was supposed to do, <laughs> but I would. There were some. There was a some red marks that they had seen in there that they wanted to make sure. So they put me on these med- on this medication. And after two weeks of that medication, I c- I'm probably not supposed to go to Dairy Queen. and Yeah, no more Snickers bars or Snickers Coca-Cola's. and things like that or Coca-Cola. I did mean, they warn you that was going to happen? No. A, no? No. Did not give me any warning whatsoever. They said, fend for yourself, like I've been doing for the last, it seems like 48 hours now. Yeah. But it was, it was it's only been... Since I haven't slept, I mean, it's only—I mean, it only it started yesterday afternoon, and I'm like, "Wow," and I'm like, "Really?" Yeah, I'm—I'm. I'm, uh, Is this a brick? I mean, I'm like, <laughs> "Really? That's a brick, maybe?" <laughs> well, this, 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 and this is so only a d- personal yeah. endorsement yeah. of the product, but I'm telling you, it's psyllium powder. Okay, it's really good, really good. Yeah, and and I'm not, you know, as much as I think I can mess around with junk food and stuff and i'll be 68 next week and it's it's getting towards that time and dude you can't that doesn't work there anymore no it's incredible things are things are changing there and you got to change like changing with the times i got to change with the times when it comes to some of the stuff and i eat good you know i you know i'm a a broccoli guy 
I get my greens in there every once in a while. Broccoli will mess you up, man. But I do eat I'm some. Telling you. I do. I I still do like my Snickers. As as my do, as my sister called me and told me, she goes, "You know what your mother loved? Snickers and Coca Cola. You know that." And I'm like, "Yeah," but she didn't have a great colon either. <laughs> Do you ever have any diabetes in your family? Mm, as we continue the health radio, no, <laughs> not really. No, that's good. That's good. How can broccoli mess you up? I I don't know. My stomach. I love broccoli as well. We've me and Bucky have bonded over it. that. But it's. Uh, you know, it, it, a broccoli and a steak and a potato, I, it sounds great and clean and healthy, but it'll. that's what I had last night, and I had some issues this morning and last night. So it just it, maybe I'm allergic to it or something. Um, it could be that potato. It could be. <laughs> uh, Ty, let me, let me ask both you guys about the Texas A&M schedule. You know, when, when I look at Texas schedule. What a segue. I, I kind of like that, speaking of. Crap through a goose. Um, <laughs> uh, their schedule, I, I don't know. I, some would say, I, I don't think there's any of these SEC schedules, these eight games that are where people said it's easy. It may be a little easier, but yeah. there, there's no easy schedule that's in this conference. These are, <laughs> these are hard games. I mean, I, so when I, I'm, I'm just comparing our schedule to, to ours in Texas to Oklahoma's. I think we, I think Texas made it out a lot better than, than Oklahoma did in this first year especially with the extra home game. Absolutely, especially that that game counting as a home game, the Texas game. And I'd rather play Florida than Tennessee. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Florida Florida loses their quarterback. Tennessee feels like they're on a roll right now. They're I mean, just Florida if Billy Napier doesn't doesn't prove that he can coach in a in the SEC this year, he might he might be gone going into 2024. Could be. Could be as but it, I mean I mean Auburn's, you know, they're going to have new leadership. Hugh Freeze. Yeah. LSU is, you know, with Coach Kelly, he's the real deal. I mean, he goes in there and gets 10 wins in year number one. So don't think that that dude is done. That swamp devil is not done. And Jaden Daniels, he might be, I'm trying to think of, I mean, he'll be gone by then, actually. Sure. He'll, be, I, he'll be out of the year This league, after. quarterback-wise, will look completely different. Quinn Ewers might be the most experienced quarterback going into that year. It's crazy to think about. If he's still here. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, if he has a knockout year, he may go. I mean, that... You might want that as a Texas fan if you want to That's, see one, one of these younger there. guys, yeah. Malik Murphy, Arch Manning. But I, I, I still want the best guy possible on the field, no matter what your name is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Did you guys go to the spring game? I watched it. Now it's up here. I, uh, I, I didn't. I mean, I guess he really sh- showed out, Malik Murphy. I guess he. Yeah, he was. looks like a quarterback that's been around a major college program, whether he was on the field or not. Whether he, I mean, he looked like he had picked it up, and the other kid, Arch, just looked like a. a Young high school kid who just you know even though he came here early still has he a lot. was a high school kid yeah at that point. <laughs> yeah he yeah. has a lot he has a lot he has a lot to learn and the speed of the game is a little bit different than the private school that he played at now I know he had all kinds of numbers but it's still the competition but that he, he is the against. speed of the game though and if are, are, give give me the truth now about spring games are they completely full speed or is it just kind of hard to to get up against you know? I, I mean, think it's you're playing for a position. Depending on what your head coach is looking for. Yeah, you know, I mean, they dictate that your your offensive, defensive coordinators dictate the way the spring game is going to go. I mean, they talk about you know we'll talk about it, you know, leading up to it. We need a physical spring game. This is what we want to show the people. This is what we need to do. Or we don't need to throw the ball as much in this spring game. We got some receivers that aren't, you know, we got some receivers that are banged up. Let's not throw the ball to guys that 
aren't going to catch it. Yeah. You know, let's let's not try to showcase something that we don't have. Send people over them. Yeah. But, yeah the, but the people that think like Malik Murphy should be the starter just based off of that one scrimmage. Uh, I think that's silly. No. You know, it's uh, yeah, he had a great game. He showed us some incredible arm talent, but that's never take too much or too little like from a spring game, no. Just take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Spring game. It's, yeah, just, it's, just, I mean, just see that he's made progress. I mean, and, and for us to to watch Malik Murphy making progress, we never see him. So to me, him being on the field is progress to me. But the way he handled the huddle, the things that he did, the way he threw the ball, you know, I mean, his knowledge of what's – but he's been doing this for two years. He He's seen a lot of film. He may not have been on the field, but that guy's watched a lot of film. He knows about this and offense. And the fact that that guy didn't get up and just go to the transfer portal when that means a lot. That's true. That means a lot. That means a lot to me. I'm going to fight for this position. I don't care who you are. I, I think I'm. I will be the starter here eventually. And and, that's, and, that's and huge. of course, in, in this day and age, you better be recruiting two or three quarterbacks a year anyway. You just but you think. Just have I mean, to. he yeah, he could be a. a D one starter probably in a Power Five conference definitely, somewhere if definitely. he had gone in the portal. Yes, you're right. Oh yeah, for sure. There, I mean, there's no doubt about it. But that's what that. Those are the kind of guys you want on your team. The guys that really for for, push the, for push any push of the reasons they want to be. There's other reasons they like to be here. They want to get a degree from here. They want to go to school here. They love the experience. They love the city. They like the people that are around them. I mean, and if you're an NFL GM or coach, I'm sure. If if he does make it to that point where he does end up starting games and he is a NFL prospect, that's something you would look back on and be like, "Hey, when a little bit of adversity right. came up, he, he didn't, didn't bolt. He, he didn't, bolt. didn't just bolt like all these other." Now that's the whole era of college football. Now is oh, I'm not starting. Oh, I I have a I'm a little bit uncomfortable. I'm just going to get out of here, you know. And and then if you set that precedent, you, you're just going to do it again. Like a JT Daniels, that dude's transferred four times in six years. Yeah, but guys, I what I don't have enough. I, I just I, I don't want to see them hold on to something. If it's not happening with Quinn, I don't want to see them hang in the three, four games and say he's going to get it. He's going to get it. I I, think it's there, I don't think you do that. I, yeah, I think it's there. I, I think oh. he. You he know, last year was, I mean, I just, I'm I'm a big fan. He still barely played. Yeah, I don't, yeah. he hasn't even played a complete year of football since high his junior year of high school. You know, last year I think a lot of the the issues that we we thought were his problem were were Sark. You know, calling being like, hey. I think Sark was in his ear, like, if everything breaks down, just throw it up to Xavier Worthy. And that that was never <laughs> – And was don't never, give it that, to Bijan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, this no. team, Bijan should have been – we should have been rushing the ball with Bijan and Roshan 50 times a game last year, play off the play action with, with the Ewers, let him get his – let him get settled in. You know, he can't come in being uh, Josh Allen, you know, having that kind of effect passing the ball – Year one, day game one, especially when you're coming off injury like he was. I, I I never I never felt that the team or that Sark had the uh, the mindset of we have a guy that you can't stop, and we're going to give it to him because you can't stop him. Well, then and you can't be the offensive genius simple. if you just do that. Well, though. I mean, I mean, and maybe maybe that is the motivation, but I have never seen a guy. I mean, I've I've you know gone to UT games since Earl Campbell. And it just, I, I've just never seen a guy with the ability to make people miss. Well, Emmett Smith, maybe, but make people miss and get so many yards after contact. If you miss him, you miss him. And if you hit him, he's still going to drag you. You're still going to get what you yeah, need. Yeah, I just, I, I, I can't believe that he didn't get the ball. So he should have been a finalist. You know, we should have been in the. Uh, in, well, in you're going to championship have, game. You're going to have to call some things that are are, are going to matter this year. I, I I think it's incumbent on the head coach to make some calls that the players believe in that these aren't going to get dropped. These balls are going to be 
wide-ass open. This guy is open. Yeah. You know why? Because our head coach said, if you do this and do that, that's why he's going to be open. So when it is open, do me a favor, catch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And throw it. And and, and, I'm and not... don't panic about it. He's going to have to make those kind of calls, I and, believe, in order to be in a championship game. And I think the offense is going to be uh, going to be real good. And I believe that Sarkeesian probably – probably thinks he mishandled some play calling last year. I mean, I think anybody who has kind of gone through what he's sure. gone through. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you've got to you gotta reevaluate your, yeah, what you, your life you, is like. You know, you've you've learned how to look at yourself with a, with a clear eye. And I think that he might think he mismanaged some of the play calling last year. But I, I love his offense. I love the two tight end set. I love the, you know, I love the way he approaches well, I, it. Well, I just, I'd like to take some of the, 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 the pressures off the players and say, you know, this is why they pay you this money. You need to make that call. You need to you need to know when to run that ball. You need to know that, you know what, here's a time you can use a timeout on defense. Use one of your offensive timeouts. You gotta stop momentum of teams. You can't let them continue to do things that they do against you. That's why you get paid the big money. You have to make those kind of decisions. I think those are things that, you know, in this year that he will grow into before they get to as I said, before they get to the SEC, they've got to play in this championship game. They can't be one of the also, Rams, we were close. This happened to us. It can't be one of those, well, if this didn't happen to us or if this guy didn't get hurt or if that guy wouldn't have dropped that pass or if we didn't throw the bomb or if we didn't hand the ball off. It can't be that kind of year. This has got to be your year. And as I said, I, I know people say, well, you say championship, you mean win championship. No, I need you to get to the championship game. From that point on, it's okay, yeah, I'd like to win, but I'd like to be in it. You don't, you're going to get a chance to win it if you don't get in it, you know? That's the problem. They have to. I, I believe this team needs to be in it. I think they're good enough to be in it. They, they, they have they have probably the best personnel right now. And games, you know, I know everything would like to people like things to go through Lubbock and all that stuff. But no, this is one of those years you should leave this. You leave this conference, but you leave this conference crushing because I think Texas and OU will ultimately pay, play for the Big Twelve championship. I think those teams on the way out. You think Oklahoma? You think Venables gets it, gets I think, it together this yeah, year? I, I think Gabriel. this is the year they. You don't. There's not a lot that you have to that you have to do. Let's take a quick break. Come back. Monty joining me today. E taking a couple days. Happy birthday to his daughter. Twenty one. Wow, he's got a twenty one year old daughter, and Buck's got like a thirty seven year old daughter. <laughs> I mean, this is old man radio. We'll be right back. It's Bucky and Aaron. Welcome back to B and E Thursdays. Buck on's Buck off. Brought to you by our good friends. Over at the Austin Gamblers. And guys, are, are you upset when you see that schedule with having to play uh, Texas, having to go to College Station in, in year one? Or does it really – it really doesn't matter to me. I, Any I place, anywhere. That's kind of the way I thought about it yesterday. Like, you, is, it, do, is there an a empty parking lot anywhere you can go you play? You convinced me yesterday. Yeah, just it, it really doesn't matter. As long as, as, long as the game – takes oh, place. It doesn't matter. I'm thrilled. To me in, I'm thrilled. In year number playing. one. I just I'm I'm so happy for that to be renewed. I, I really did miss that game, and I'm I'm real happy. And it, I, to me, it doesn't matter a lick. I mean, I mean, there'll be so many people that when this thing is renewed, well, well, you know, they'll be the ones that said, "Oh no, we should never play them again." We'll be back so quick into this. How could you not? I don't know how you how could you not be excited about playing Texas A and M. I mean, 
your you rival can just see in your the players. State. I mean, the body oh, yeah. language of the teams in that game is just yeah. You, you can just tell they want that so much. Well, I mean, to your point, you've been in those games. Uh, it's b- bigger than Oklahoma, you say? To me, it is. It's, to to it's, me, yeah. as a fan of it, I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it. It's putting a smile on my face. Yeah, to say, you know, the, the the opportunity to to whoop some Aggie ass yet again. Is, is, I, is I close. just I just like it. I like it, and I like it for the I like it for the fans, but I I love it for the players. I mean, they really grow up with these with these kids. I mean, they're relatives. And recruiting wise, and recruiting wise, think about yeah. I mean, for for what the past ten years plus, we when when these two teams are recruiting against each other, it's it's kind of like, oh, well, we're we're better because you know we're in the same position now. It's yeah. like, oh, well, who won last year? You're in the same conference. Who won, who's the better team, really? Well, and when you look at the real long term, like the story arc over the long term, back when A and M was still in the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. but they wanted out, and they wanted out because Texas seemed to be ruling the roost, and they just had cut a deal with ESPN to have their own TV network, and A and M said, "We're out of here." We don't want – we'll be improved in the SEC as far as status, football status. We'll be probably immediately, except for Vandy, the best school academically. Yep. And uh, to come full circle, I'll do it after the after the break because I do want to make the point about how it all ended up to be ironic. All right, we'll take a quick break. Point. Coming up, second hour, Monty Williams joining me today. He's on a little bit of a break. And you are all here with us on B&E Thursday morning.